0: Podcast Network. I read something this morning uh, about a comet in the 1930s. It was in Finland.
1: Knocked out. I whole, actually knocked out
0: all of the uh, the uh, cell towers. Yeah,
1: 1930 it
2: did.
0: Actually, it was in
1: 1923,
2: and yes, it was in Finland. Um, <laughs> yes. well, right?
1: It was actually crazy because it affected the people. They would. After it passed, they would get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. They would what? forget things. They wouldn't really know where they oh, were. Really? Yeah. Um, and I remember reading about this one woman who called the police and said, the man in my house is not my husband. Oh. And then the, the police came over and they said, this is your husband. She said, no, this is not my husband. I killed my husband yesterday. Awesome. That's how I know it's not him.
2: Oh, but they couldn't, they
1: couldn't arrest her because he was standing right there in front of them. Do they have any theories
0: why Uh, it's lucky she is, she gets to kill him again. Really she wants to kill this man, just just to finish.
1: The fins. Those wacky fins.
0: Radio, the official podcast of HobotrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at hobo trashcan.com.
2: A Giddy up, a giddy up, a rat that funky pony, a giddy up, a giddy up, a rat that funky pony, a giddy up, a giddy up.
0: This is John Kay. You're listening to Hobo Radio. No, sir, I don't like it.
1: You idiot. You're supposed to like it. now, two your booty Joel Murphy and yours.
0: Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio, and I am once again bringing you a bonus episode of the podcast. As I told you all last week, we are hosting a special screening of Coherence in Baltimore. But uh, as Jerry Reed famously said in Smokey and the Bandit, we've got a long way to go and a real short time to get there. So we have three days left to sell all of the tickets uh, for the show, the screening on October 23rd at the Landmark Harbor East. Uh, as I said last week, this works like Kickstarter. We have to pre-sell the tickets in order to make the screening happen. Uh, there's a lot of tickets left to sell. So please, if you are considering going, go today and uh, you know buy the tickets, make this happen. This is an awesome opportunity to see a great movie in Baltimore Uh, And to support, you know, indie filmmakers, to support a new technology that's going to, you know, allow people to see movies. It's just a cool opportunity. And, uh, you know, I hope you all will consider buying a ticket and spreading the word. And in order to help promote it, uh, once again, I am interviewing a member of the cast this week, it is Emily Baldoni, who is the the lead in this movie, and she is fantastic in it, and she graciously agreed to talk to me, so I, I hope you enjoy it, and please go check out the site, you know, go buy a ticket, uh, and, and tell everyone you know. Uh, well, so, let me, just to start out, um, how did you get into acting?
1: Um I I was four years old and I was reading a book, um about Greta Garbo. She was this really huge film star in the nineteen twenties and thirties and I'm from Sweden where she was from. So my grandma had this book about her with pictures and stories and I was four and I was looking through this this book and I learned how to read really, really early. So I was actually reading about this woman and looking at her pictures and I thought she was so beautiful and I thought it was so cool that she actually took a boat when she was um, 21 years old over to America, over to the States and she became one of the biggest movie stars of her time. and I was fascinated by his story and fascinated by acting and um, that really planted a seed. So ever since that day, I, it was always in the back of my mind that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just going to be like Greta Garbo. <laughs> and it's really funny because when I was 20, I didn't take a boat, but I did I take <laughs> um, a flight to get over here. And that's when I started my, my life in, in the States and my career.
0: So, what...
1: so I was sort of always there.
0: What led you to come over? Was it specifically for acting that you came to America?
1: Yeah, that was my only reason. I spent, I think I spent my entire childhood drawing hearts around Los Angeles and Hollywood, which is a little obsessive, but um, it is what brought me here. I just always knew that I was going to come here somehow. Um, and then when I was 20, I had saved some money. I'd worked back home in Sweden and... Uh, like a regular job. And I just said, I think I'm ready, mom. <laughs> I think it's time for me to go over there and see what this is. And luckily I was so passionate and so naive thinking that anything was possible that um, it, it allowed me to have the courage needed to leave everything I knew to come to this new country and new city that I'd never been to before and just be super positive and, and really believe that anything was possible. And then, of course, I got older and I had been in the industry for a while, and things got difficult. You see the way things really are. But luckily, that positivity was there in the beginning, and it just it just kept me going. It made me stay. And, and then I just fell in love. And what was it? With acting, and I fell in love with with uh, the city.
0: So what was it like initially? Obviously, you come over, you have, as you said, a lot of optimism, but what was the actual path like for you? What did you do when you got to Los Angeles?
1: I have been really lucky and I met um, a manager in Stockholm, um, which is in Sweden. She was from LA and I I had a meeting with her when she was in Stockholm through my, my acting agent in Sweden. And this woman, she was... She was a little bit older. She was a mother. I felt very for the She Said, you know, I'm a manager in LA, and if you ever come, I would love to represent to you. And I was thinking of going to London and maybe New York, but everybody was telling me that if you really want to give this a shot, LA is the place to be. And your American accent is so good, you should not go to London and sort of get confused with your uh, accent. Um. So when I was 20, like I said, I came here and Renee became my manager and um, we had some meetings with agents and I was just beyond lucky. I, I got a great agent within three weeks which is unheard of, that's really hard to get. Um, and they were a little bit too big for me but they did get me started and then I left them to go with a smaller agency that was much better for where I was at in my career And that's when I started booking work and it started with, you know, really bad and small horror comedies. <laughs> but at least they give me work visa and then slowly but surely I started doing movies that I really cared about and then I started doing TV work and it just, you know, it just starts to snowball one thing to another and, and that's how you get started. But it's different for everyone. It's, it's a unique journey for everyone.
0: So when did you start to feel comfortable in LA? Like when do you think you really found your footing?
1: Oh my gosh, that is a good question. It took me years to be able to you. I'm still not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not comfortable. I think I think as an actor, you kind of have to find peace with not ever really being comfortable because you're constantly. Digging and finding new emotions inside that you didn't know you had and, and you're kind of always on your toes. It's always a new adventure. You never know when the next job is gonna come. It's like a constant, if somehow you have to find peace with the, with the unknown as an actor. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. But I did, I think I'd say that maybe when I'd been here for seven years, and it was 26 and 27, I just started to relax more into what it was, and at that point I'd been working for like five years, and I started to get to know um, casting directors and directors, and I started to get to know people in the industry, so it was I was more relaxed when I went in for auditions, because we knew each other, and we had a history, and just makes you relax a little bit when you've been here at least two or three years, I'd say. Because um, you kind of get into the groove of it all. And also, you learn how to not make it your entire life. You know, after a few years, I realized that I'm more than just Emily the actor. I also have other interests and hobbies, and I have friends and family who are not in the industry. And, you know, I created a life for myself outside of my career, and that was groundbreaking <laughs> that was a very was me. a lot more comfortable
0: do you do you ever get used to the audition process it seems like such an inorganic process like you, obviously you said you got more familiar with like the casting directors and stuff but does it ever does it feel better now than it did starting out
1: you know it feels a lot better than when I started out absolutely um because I've done it for so many years but I think just the way I am, and I think a lot of actors would agree with me, though, that it's hard to ever get super comfortable with the auditioning process because you're, you know, you're very vulnerable and you want to get this job, and at the same time, we learn how to not be too attached to it, but to be relaxed and have fun, so it's tricky to find that balance of just being able to walk in and do it and then forget about it. Um, and you are walking in and you meet people that you may have never met before and they're basically just sitting there in their couch or in their chairs and they're just waiting for you to perform and be awesome. So it's easy to get stage fright, you know, even in a room like that. it To me, depends a lot on the people that I walk into. Sometimes the room is just feeling very upset and annoyed or stressed they're not finding the people they want to find and you can immediately sense that as an actor as you walk in. Or they're super nice and you have a blast in there. So I still, I mean, I still feel very vulnerable when I walk into into a room at times, you know, vulnerable in the way that I, I care so much about what I do. Um, but um, you just have to learn how to, how to deal with that and then how to use it. Um, it's still a tricky, I'm sure other actors would say, yeah, you know, I've done this for years, I'm all good. There's so many, you know, a different story for every single person here. Um, for me, I've never liked the process, and um, I just feel like it takes a little bit longer for me to really get into a role, and once I'm there, I'm very comfortable. But you, you don't have time to get there for an audition, really.
0: How did you come to meet James Ward Burkett?
1: Oh my gosh, I met him, I met him in, I think it was 2006. He had written a fantastic pilot, um, and they were shooting a pilot presentation uh, for it to be able to sell it as a, you know, as a pilot and a, as a TV, TV series. And it was called Booty, as in, like, it was a story about pirates. Um, in the 1700s, and they were looking for this girl to play this um, rich little lady from from Britain who's very snobby and upper class, and um, but who got involved with pirates. She she was on a mission to find this old uh, treasure that belonged to her family, and uh, I got the role, and I think I had some of the best times I've ever had shooting anything. When it, when we were shooting that uh, pilot presentation, and it was just for like a day or two, but I had so much fun, and just immediately connected with Jim and Alex, um, who's also, who also wrote and acted in Coherence. He he had written that uh, booty script as well, um, and they were just brilliant. I just I just felt like I was in the presence of geniuses, creative geniuses, and just really really loved them from the very beginning. So many years ago. <laughs>
0: So, how did they approach you for coherence?
1: Jim called me, and he said that, "Hey, um, we're doing this experiment. I have no idea it's going to work. We're basically not going to do um, have a crew or a script, and we're just going to play around. And you're in for an adventure. You want to do it?" And uh, you know, I love him, and I think he's amazing at what he does. So, I definitely wanted to be part of it right away. Um, and, uh, it sure was a ride. <laughs> it was amazing.
0: Had you done a lot of improv before that?
1: No, no. Improv really scared me. Um, I hadn't really done any of that. I, I was in an acting class when I was younger and would do some improv, but at that, you know, it's mostly just play. Um, so I was nervous about that. I had no idea what to expect. Um, I had never done anything like it.
0: And what did they tell you about your character going in?
1: They told me a little bit about her background and uh, the dance story that she shares. Um, I knew about that. I knew about my career choices that hadn't been so wise and what kind of fear that had planted in in her. And um, uh, so a little bit about her background, a little bit about her relationship with, with Kevin, and that was pretty much all I got for the character.
0: Did you know that you... Because your character sort of emerges as uh, the, the hero of the story, but that's not exactly evident going in, because it's very much an ensemble piece. So did you know going in that you were the protagonist, or was that kind of discovered as you went along?
1: No, I, I had no idea. I don't think anybody knew, but Jim and Alice, probably. Um... No, I had absolutely no clue, and then of course I knew that they would uh, take me away from the from the rest of the cast to shoot specific things. So I knew that uh, it became evident as we went along that they were using M as sort of the eyes of the audience. Like she was discovering a lot of things, she was figuring a lot of things out. Um, but that's something I, I realized as we were going, and then. When, we, when I saw the movie the first time, it became very evident that, you know, she's, she's the one who guides the audience through this crazy, crazy journey. But I, I had no clue.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what's funny about the movie, too, is the first time you watch it, early on, it's not clear. But then I think the second time you watch the movie, it's so obvious that you're the main character. <laughs> like, when you really, like, once you know what's going on, you're like, well, of course she was the main character. Like, it seems, right. in hindsight, to make so much sense.
1: Right, yeah, very true.
0: So, I, I've now, I've talked to, to James and I talked to Maury Sterling, and uh, they both kind of said the the first night was a little tough to adjust to with the, you know, the improvisation and everything, and then it sort of settled down. Uh, was that your experience on the set, or what was it like for you?
1: Um, I actually heard both interviews. They were fantastic. Good job. Oh, thank um, you. And they're, they're so great, both Jim and Maury. Um, yeah, no... I, I mean, the first night was—I did not experience at all what Jim was talking about in his in his interview. Uh, obviously, it was much harder for him having an idea of how he should go, and then it didn't go that way at all. Um, I had a freaking blast. I had so much fun. Um, of course, it was a lot trickier the first night to figure everything out and understanding what what Jim needed. Um, and we didn't get into the flow of things until, like, well, we probably got there pretty fast. But we weren't there on the first night. Um, so, you know, you could sense that they weren't sure if this was going to work out at all. But even, nonetheless, we we had so much fun. The cast We connected immediately. I didn't know any of them before we shot this. And it was just this immediate connection. We all clicked. And we had so much fun together. We laughed. A lot to the point where Jim actually had to tell us to, to stop <laughs> 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 and focus on what needed to be done. So all I remember really is just having such a great time from the get end. Mm.
0: That is one of my favorite things about the movie too and especially like in those early scenes there are moments where your your character is sort of explaining the the setup of this comet going overhead and you still have like Nicholas Brendan's character kind of making jokes about it and everyone like it still feels very real and natural even as you're advancing the plot which I think is very cool
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I like I would get no you know the before each night. I'm sure the guys told you um, that you we know, would get an email saying that at a certain point you should share this story. So the whole comet thing, "I knew I was going to share that at some point," with the Tunguska event and all this information that I had about comets and meteors, like that, that was something that I that I had done my homework and then I knew I had to share that that night. But the other guys, they had no, they had no clue. <laughs> so all of a sudden, M became this person who was sharing all this information. And it was all new information to them, which is why it's so real, because it, it actually is.
0: So, uh, yeah, I was just uh, going to. So what was it like for you too? to because I think uh, Maury Sterling touched on that, too, of just like you guys were really listening and sort of learning about each other's characters. So was it hard to balance acting versus just like actually wanting to know what the people are going to say and then remembering like, oh, I have to react to this?
1: No, somehow the the felt so natural, um, and we didn't have. I think it was very helpful that we didn't have a ton of information that we had to share. Um, of course, between all of us, it was all the necessary stuff that you needed to move the story forward. But each individual didn't have a lot of things to think of, so it was it was easy to allow myself to just be in the moment and going with the flow of things and, and trying to figure everything out and be very, very present and really listen to what each person had to say. Um, and then whatever thing you had to share that night, it came very effortlessly um, because it just, you know, you knew it was your moment to share something and so you did and then you just kept going. Um, but yeah, the flow of things was, was surprisingly great and easy
0: uh, well you mentioned that you listened to both of the other interviews so did you have any thoughts on the horse trailer story that Maury Sterling was asked about
1: <laughs> no he pretty much gave you <laughs> the, the, the right story it was just really really funny because there we are shooting this incredibly low budget indie with <laughs> no crew and you know just our own little project um and of all the places in L.A., I think it was Sprite. I know Morris is one of, one of the two. Of all the places in L.A., it showed that street <laughs> to shoot this million-dollar commercial with lights and horses and little people in costumes. I mean, it was a crazy, crazy show that they were doing there. Um, and it was right on the same street that we were trying to shoot this little sci-fi movie where it's supposed to be pitch black outside and no noise and, you know, nothing but a comet just passing in the sky and it was just hilarious. Like, what, you know, what are the odds? But somehow we, we worked around it.
0: (laughs) So what was it like for you to uh, see the finished movie?
1: Um, it was a great surprise. Um, I had no doubt that Jim and Alex and whoever they, they brought along in the project would do an amazing job. And I knew that their vision was incredible and, but it's a very, we also knew that, you know, this is a very difficult thing to actually make into a movie. We were constantly talking over each other, constantly moving around, eight actors improvising at the same time. Trying to tell a story, and it's just like you know, I was very grateful to have had the experience because I really had an amazing time with these people. I'd do it any day, again, over and over and over again. Um, but so I was just grateful for that experience, and I didn't think that they could actually turn it into a real movie <laughs> that makes sense, that is also fun for an audience to watch, and not just for the actors playing in it. Um, so seeing it for the first time, I was absolutely blown away. I don't know what they did in the editing room to make that kind of magic, but they they created it and it became a movie and it's so fascinating and with like filled with little details that you notice each time you see it you notice something new. Even for me, I don't know, I've probably seen it like 10 times by now in different streams and stuff. And every time I'm like on the edge of my feet and finding new things that I'd never seen before. Um, So it was a, a great and beautiful surprise to see for the first time and see that it was actually something and something really good.
0: Now um as you know we're we're trying to organize this screening in Baltimore. So um if you yeah. could if you could just kind of let people know like what why should they see it in the theater? What will they get out of like going to the theater to see this movie?
1: It is it's sort of like imagine getting on a roller coaster and you're doing it all alone and it's this awesome ride with tons of loops and unexpected curves and turns and it's so great and then you get off and you have nobody to talk to about it. And I like, that was awesome and nobody's there to hear, hear your thoughts about it. It's like, it's, it's like um, it's a journey that you're going to have tons of questions. You're going to have tons of ideas and thoughts that you want to discuss with people. Every time a friend of mine has seen the movie, they will call me and they'll be like, "I need to talk about this. Tell me about this and what was that and what was this." And you know, people have this urge to discuss it after because it's it's just it's so much fun to like the adventure actually continues after you finish the movie and and it's so much fun to have people to share that with. So that's why I would definitely highly recommend going to see it in the the theater where you can share that experience with other people.
0: You know, it's so funny. I didn't think about it, but now that you said that, I think that's why I'm trying to do this screening is just to get as many people as possible to see it. So I have people to talk to about it.
1: Right. Yeah so uh yeah absolutely
0: so what else thank is you for
1: doing that by the way it's awesome thank you for trying to make it happen
0: oh yeah definitely like I said I mean I, I genuinely just saw the movie and loved it and you know thought the whole gather thing was a very cool idea and just wanted to give it a shot like I, I think it's awesome that you can do that and uh, you guys yeah. definitely made a film that I think as many people as possible should see so
1: right. No, I think it's awesome. Thank you for that, and I hope people sign up. I know it's difficult to get people to do something right away. <laughs> we all procrastinate a lot, um, but hopefully, it will happen.
0: Uh, so, what else is on the horizon for you?
1: Um, not sure. I'm actually unemployed at the moment, <laughs> which is a very common story for actors, and I don't know actually what my next, uh, what my next adventure and and work will be. Um, so it's, it's I'm auditioning here in L.A., um, and we'll see what what the fall brings.
0: Do you, is there something that you would like to do, like in a perfect world? Is there a direction you would like to head?
1: I am a huge lover of films and movies. As much as I love to do TV and, um, you know, being on TV shows, I would just love to, to get started in, in more movies, sort of like coherence, you know? They can be big, they can be small, but movies that are really... Clever, that really draws in the viewers and the audience. Um, stuff that stays with people. I would love to keep doing these kind of these kind of movies.
0: Well, you you did a phenomenal job in this one, and like I said, it, it's such a great movie. And I hope everyone, even if you're not in Baltimore, I hope everyone goes to see it. You guys made something really awesome.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's all Jim and Alex. <laughs> they are the geniuses. We were just lucky to be part of it. Truly.
0: Well, all of the, the performances are phenomenal, too. I mean, obviously, they had the whole, like, overarching story, but you guys, you know, were thrown into this situation, and I think you all did a fantastic job.
1: Thank you so much. Yes, I agree. They're all, they're all very, very good. And I think we had a great mix of, you know, drama actors and also mixed with the comedy, because you really need the comedy in this movie, or it will be way too heavy <laughs> to carry. So it was a perfect mix that every every person brought into it and and it just worked out beautifully
0: well thank you yeah
1: and then yes thank you so much
0: yeah it was so nice talking to you and and all of you guys have been very lovely and nice about this and I, I really appreciate that
1: thank you so much let us know how we can help and I really appreciate you doing this
0: will do thank you so much
1: thank you Joel bye bye
0: there you go our interview with the lovely emily baldoni so if you enjoyed it and uh, you know if it got you curious about the movie uh go to hobo trash can get the details on the gather screening buy a ticket tell everyone you know and uh let's make this happen and remember kids don't do drugs or you go to hell before you die
2: all along you fell apart the daytime night time you is all We could say that was then And we wanted it that way But then you're living with no regrets Make yourself feel better Thinking people can change Watch it all just rearrange And though you didn't own the house You just rented it Left it there, staring into mirrors. You hung yourself with your only news. It took too long to figure out what's the future. I didn't mean to make you run I didn't mean to make you run Never have I felt so unloved Staring into mirrors Feels this down. Am I? Am I the only one who feels this down? Say That was then and we wanted it that way But then you're living with no regrets Make yourself feel better thinking people can change Watch it all just rearrange And though you did it on the house You just ran today There's